This is Under Understood. Hello, everybody. Hi, Billy. Hi. I'm back with another installment of my hit segment, mm-hmm. Mandela or the Man. Oh, oh I, I actually do like this segment. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I should break that apart more when I say it so the sound effects come in properly. Oh. Mandela or the Man. Nice. I think you nailed it on that one. This, of course, is a segment where listeners call in or write in with something that they remember from their past. So like a film, a video game, or a book. Something that they have memories of, but mm-hmm. they can no longer find. Mm-hmm. And we try to figure out if what they recall is a false memory, sort of like the Mandela effect, or if it is just no longer accessible because of legal issues or neglect or some kind of conspiracy, a.k.a. the man. <laughs> legal issues or a conspiracy is a pretty wide spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Yeah, that's going to be the name of my memoir, Legal Issues <laughs> or Conspiracy, the Billy Disney story. So we've actually been getting a lot of people sending in messages about games. Video games. Mm-hmm. Heard of those. Um, and I want to play one of those messages from our voicemail box. Hi, Under Understood. My name is Jamie. I have been recently kind of bringing up this in conversation, and I, I don't know too much about it or remember too much about it. But essentially, sometimes my friends ask me if I ever play Sims. And I always respond with, no, the game that I played when I was younger was called Disney's VMK or Virtual Magic Kingdom. And most people, when I say that, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, And it's such a faint memory to me that I don't really know how to describe it, other than, you know, it kind of seems like a Disney video game that was a little bit risque. Okay, sorry. Can you (laughs) say (laughs) the name again? Sure. Disney VMK is what she's saying. She's saying, like, her peers all talk about how they played The Sims. But she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't play The Sims. I played Disney's VMK or Virtual Magic Kingdom. And I would imagine that's like The Sims, except it's a virtual Disney theme park instead of, like, a community. That's what the name on the tin would suggest. However, she's saying... Give me this game! (laughs) However, she's saying... It seemed like a Disney video game that was a little bit risque. <laughs> which also give me this game. <laughs> uh, which uh, sounds a little um, maybe not official. Billy, is it a conflict of interest for you to be doing this story? <laughs> oh, good question. Yes. Uh, you wouldn't want to jeopardize your inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> for those unaware, my last name is Disney. However... I am not related to Walt Disney or the Disney family, as far as I'm aware. Anyway, (laughs) back to uh, this game that our caller Jamie remembers. Disney VMK. Video game that was a little bit risque. Like, I remember kind of learning all the bad words through Disney VMK or... (laughs) Maybe like innuendos of some sort. Um, And a few weeks ago, I actually brought this up in conversation with one of my friends, Michael. And he told me that he is like the first person ever that um, I I mentioned it. And he's like, I used to play that. I had my first girlfriend 
from Disney's Virtual Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and he texted his brother, and his brother said, my first girlfriend was from Disney's Virtual Magic Kingdom. And Hold on. I just, like, Wait, <laughs> yes, yes. Is this like a Club Penguin kind of game? Uh, yes, Club Penguin, which uh, became a Disney property. It did? Yeah, they were acquired by Disney, like, fairly early on, I think. Mm. Club Penguin was a really basic game that was aimed at kids, and you were, like, a little penguin avatar, and then you could walk around and play games, except it was also... Sometimes kids would, like, get romantic, like, (laughs) you know, in as much as they have capacity for that, and then also there was a a big effort by the company to keep creeps out. So this person is saying that she knows now two people who found their first girlfriends in Disney's Virtual Magic Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. She says she remembers learning all the bad words. Yeah. From it. And <laughs> that it was a little risque. Uh. I suppose as it relates to like, was this actually Disney owned, Disney made. I feel like it wasn't super like brand relevant or um, it wasn't necessarily the best look on the brand. Um, And why did it end and where is it now? And how come no one outside of a couple people I've ever talked to know what I'm talking about when I say it? Why, why was it something so unique to my childhood or, or our childhood here? So anything that you can dig up on that, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. So I feel like the idea of Virtual Magic Kingdom fits very nicely into like Disney's digital and gaming mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, shoot, what's the name of that game? The, the, the modern one? Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Disney Dreamlight Valley. Disney Dreamlight Valley is a modern game with all of the, it's like a mashup of all the Disney characters and it's like uh, one of these calm town building games. That sounds great. This does exist in the Disney world, like the idea of this, but it's the risque part of it that I'm like, I don't think this... Yeah, I just want to know what that part is. Well, Disney Dreamlight Valley is sort of more like what she was saying her friends were playing, like like Sims, right? Sims, it's, yeah. You're, you're playing that in isolation, right? It's not connected to a network of people, right? It's oh, not is a, it not? Okay. It's not an MMO, right? I... I don't know. I've never played it. Sorry, what's an MMO? Massively multiplayer online game. Hmm. Okay, so just to recap. Uh-huh. Our caller said that most of their peers talk about playing Sims. But they remember playing a different game. Disney's VMK, Virtual Magic Kingdom. None of their friends remember it, but uh, our caller Jamie says they remember maybe learning bad words on there. Finally, our caller Jamie found <laughs> someone who remembers it. That person says they had a girlfriend on there. And then that person reached out to their brother, who also said that they had a girlfriend on there. Um, And our caller wants to know if this was an official Disney thing, what happened to it, and uh, where is it now? And this wasn't Googleable. Well, it sort of is. But there's lots of interesting details here. And I also think this is like one of those situations where our caller sort of answers their own question by the end of asking it. They're like, I remember this game that Disney made and like kids were using it to learn bad words and virtually hook up with each other. What happened to it? <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, well. I have no idea. What, what could have happened? Who knows? What could have gone wrong? <laughs> no, 
But did the callers say when when this would have been? No, but they imply that it was like around the same time that The Sims was a popular game. I mean, The Sims is still a popular game, right? Well, this could have like, been last yeah, year. It had a, it had a moment, right? The original Sims. Okay. Which was let's see. Uh, the original Sims was first released in 2000. Oh, that's a lot more recent than I thought it was. I remember playing it on the Millennium Edition of Windows. I've, it had a very new Millennium vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know? I was playing Roller Coaster Tycoon instead myself. Okay. <sighs> well, this was all around that era. And first of all, just to set the record straight, Disney's Virtual Magic Kingdom is definitely real. Hmm. Okay. Not Mandela. Not Mandela. <laughs> is uh, it actually filled with filth? Well, the game itself is not <laughs> well, Mandela. The filth could be, right? <laughs> That's yeah, possible. Wait, are you going to tell me that the man buried the existence of this game because it was risque? Mm, not exactly. So there are actually a number of of great video essays about Disney VMK on YouTube, as you might imagine. Uh, One of them is from a channel called Expedition Theme Park, and they tell basically the whole story of Disney VMK. But there's like a lot of weird details that they don't quite get into or that you really have to dig a bit deeper to find. But here's a bit of their video. And the larger context here is that in 2005... Disney was celebrating the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. And this was like a huge company-wide celebration and included all the parks. And this person, Sam, from Expedition Theme Park, as they explain in this video, this celebration even included some virtual worlds. For those who are unable to get to the parks, though, there was another way to enter Disneyland. Virtual Magic Kingdom, or VMK, as it was known. Okay. So this is a this is like a promotional video of like a teen in one of the parks explaining virtual Magic Kingdom. He's like in one of the physical parks. So listen up, this is wicked cool. Behind me is BMK Central. I'm talking virtual Magic Kingdom. You swing in here and the game changes. You can create your own virtual characters, which I think is half the fun. And then you embark, my friends, on a quest. A quest for virtual points, good for prizes, which are not virtual and special powers, which make you the man or girl, whatever. It's sweet. Oh, and you can jump on it at home right now if you want. Just go to vmk.com and check out the multiplayer free online gaming. There are thousands of people virtually hanging out there. So check it out. Thousands of people virtually hanging out. Is thousands of people massive? Is that a massively multiplayer online game? (laughs) I mean, uh, I think it qualifies. So that video, they showed screen recordings of VMK, and it's not what I was expecting it to be. Oh, really? What were you expecting it to be? Well, what they're showing is like yellow avatars Mm -hmm. walking around like like a dark neon situation and i was expecting something like more daylight more bright something that actually resembles disneyland in the daytime and not like generic yellow characters walking around either is that it might have just been what they were showing in that ad i can show you some more okay it looked very trony to me it did not look like the sims 
<laughs> no. Yeah, definitely not. No, but the art style, I would say the art style is... Much more um, 2D. Yeah, it's what I think you would call like 3D isometric pixel art. Mm-hmm. You know, like SimCity 2000 or almost sort of like um, E-Boy style, if you're familiar with that sort of pixel art, which I think is like kind of a timeless style. You would agree with that? It's like the old roller coaster tycoon kind of art style. It looked flatter than that to me, but... Okay, and you were I'll saying defer to you. it looked dark, but they're a different worlds. So this idea for a Disney virtual Magic Kingdom actually didn't start with that, what you saw. Um, it had been something that had, that had been kicking around for a while, internally at least, at Disney. Um, they had been playing with this idea of letting people visit parks virtually through some kind of game. And there's this really thorough, long-form piece about these efforts from someone named Jacob Starr writing on a website called Pop History. That's pophistory.club. There's two pieces about VMK on there. The main one, the the big reported out one, uh, is called One Name, Two Games, Virtual Magic Kingdom. How One Doomed Project Changed Disney, Then Came Back Twice. Hmm. Whoa. One Name, Two Games? Yeah. This is the first we're hearing of a second game, right? <laughs> well. How did it change Disney? Yeah, so th- this is like this big um, reported out piece that this guy Jacob sort of just did during like, I think during like COVID-19 lockdown times. Um, and they interviewed like a bunch of different people who worked at Disney on these efforts. And they have all of these like quotes from them in sort of like a chat style with like, you can see their like who's talking and what they said. You should check it out if you're into this stuff. But the short version relevant to what we're talking about here is that much of the original work on this concept went into a CD-ROM game called Disney's Villains Revenge, which came out in 1999. That like some of the work that they had been working on for years at Disney in the 90s on like a virtual Magic Kingdom concept went into that. And then eventually the name... Virtual Magic Kingdom was used when it came time to do something for Disneyland's 50th anniversary in the early 2000s. And that effort was a collaboration with the makers of a game called Habo Hotel. Habo Hotel? Uh-huh. Yes. What is that? Wait, what do you mean yes? You know what this is? <laughs> uh, it's like another game in the Club Penguin zone. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were you a pl- Club Penguin player? No, I think I wrote an article about it once. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Habbo Hotel is another MMO, a massively multiplayer online game. Uh, it's been around since the year 2000. It's been around since? So that means it's still around? Yes. Okay. So over 20 years later, it still exists. Cool. It's now, I think, just called Habbo, not Habbo Hotel, but it's still going. And when it came out, it was a pretty big deal. Because unlike games like The Sims, which I mentioned, which also came out in the year 2000, um, all you needed to have to access Habbo was a web browser on your computer. It was a shockwave game. Mm. Here's a promotional video about it from the early 2000s. I like the music. Welcome to a world of its own, Habbo Hotel. 
This is a place where you can trade an empty pizza box for a fireplace, get famous by winning the waving contest, and a place where your friend shows up for the date with a new head. What? All this What? is happening even as、What? we speak here、What? at Habba Hotel. I mean, where else? Would you like to take a closer look? Follow me, please. I don't think I do want to take a closer look. When you arrive for the first time. But this character has boobs. <laughs> uh, uh, they're yes, covered. Do, We should clarify for the listener. But contoured. But they are, they are yeah, it is making a statement. I don't, I don't understand the shock that the character has boobs. It looks weird in this art style. They're like otherwise, like very much like a, there's no legs even. Like they're not anatomically <laughs> correct in any way, but then there's like these huge boobs. It's like one、yeah. single leg. And this is an eraser <laughs> with a pair of boobs. Yeah, yeah exactly.、Right. It's a Lego with boobs. Like, well, <laughs> it gives you like a very binary option when you create the character of girl or boy. Boobs or no so, boobs. <laughs> so I think that's basically what you're toggling here. So that is one aspect that does not age well.、Uh, I don't know what the current status, yeah, on the current Habo, like what the, what the, the boob status is. I'm going to it right now. And believe it or not, the website looks almost identical to what we're looking <laughs>、yeah. at. The font sizer,、yes. but that's it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, let me keep playing this a little bit. You create your own character. These characters are called hubbos. This is the fun part. Style your hubbo by choosing a name, gender, skin color, hair, and clothing. Self expression is the key word. Wanna have pink hair? Fine, no one will tell you off. The idea is not being someone else. The idea is to be you. This is back when the idea of a gamer having pink hair was like a radical idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Only two choices for gender, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like all about self expression.、Yeah, radical self expression. Yeah. Oh, you, but you're either boy or.、Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or、uh, a racer with boobs. Now you have free access to all the public spaces in the hotel cafes, discos, game halls, to name but a few. These are all places to meet other hubbos. <laughs> you can just sit back and watch what's happening or join the conversations. When you want to get to know a bit more about the person you're talking to, click their hubbo. And if you get along well, you can ask him to be your friend with the hubbo console, which you can use for instant email and SMS、oh, no. messaging with your hubbo friends. No. You can also create、oh, no. a room of your own with Roomomatic. Choose the layout, <laughs> name your room. So far, everything is free. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? He says, so far, everything is free. And then they get into all the stuff that they pay They're for. They're just in an empty room. So far, everything is free is very ominous. How much does the heart shaped bed cost? <laughs> you can virtually shag in this empty room, but if you want to add like a bed to it, that's going to cost you some virtual coins, which costs you real money. So it is Roblox. <laughs> I guess, kind of, yeah. So in the early 2000s, this was like a hot, innovative thing. And you had lots of high profile brand collaborations happening on Habbo.、Uh, and you had scheduled appearances from celebrities. What? Like who? Okay, look who's been hanging out. Oh my God. Hillary Duff. Jesse, Jesse McCartney. Jesse McCartney. Raven, Raven Simone, Simone. The Beastie Boys. Ashley Simpson, Chris Brown, uh oh, Bow Wow, Gorillas, <laughs> Omarion, and, and Debrat. 
the Dudesons. I think we're kind of slipping into. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't know who the Dudesons were either. They're um. Oh wait, is that an Axe advertisement? And Pop Tarts. Oh, these are brands apparently that I don't know what this was originally from. This must have been some sort of like EPK to send to other brands. I, I would call that an all-star list. Like, this oh, are, yeah. those are some A-listers. Pop-Tarts, Axe, Kellogg's, PlayStation, Doritos, and Unilever. wonder if they had Cooler Ranch Doritos on this. <laughs> it definitely underscores the target demographic being preteens. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know who the Dude Sons were, uh, but they're like, apparently they're the jackass of Finland. <laughs> uh, and Habbo was made by a Finnish company, so uh, those are some local boys. It was a real who's who of teen culture. And so in 2005, Disney wanted to tap into a bit of this internet hype uh, as part of Disneyland's 50th birthday. So they collaborated with the makers of Habbo Hotel to make a very similar game where you would explore Disney theme park lands like Main Street USA, Fantasyland, uh, Adventureland. And my understanding is that each of these places had different instances and there was like a limit at 15, I think. So like there was a limit of 15 people could be in the same like instance at the same time, save like a fantasy land at the same time. Uh, so it's basically like it was sort of like a multiverse, but also a metaverse. And there were a lot of other weird quirks in the game. I think mostly in an effort to keep it manageable from a moderation standpoint, which of course is going to be like a big concern for a company like Disney when running essentially an animated chat room. So for example, reading from an entry on the Disney fandom wiki, it says, the player typed in a name, but until the VMK staff approved the name they requested, their name would be guest followed by the number of the player that they are. For example, guess 74025488. If the name was not approved, the VMK staff would let them create another name. A player could also choose from a list of randomly selected adjective, adjective noun names presented to him or her. If he chose one of these names, it required no approval from VMK staff. So there's like these pre-like... Sure. Made It says adjective, adjective, noun names. But our caller said they remember the game being a bit risque and that they learned bad words or maybe some innuendos from Disney VMK. Mm -hmm. So I actually retrieved a copy of Disney VMK's VMK values from... (laughs) Value MKs. Yes. This is their list of stated values. This is from an archived version of the webpage from 2006. Do you want to hear these? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. VMK Values. Virtual Magic Kingdom is a free multiplayer game where you can have a Disney theme park experience and hang out with your friends. While it is designed to be enjoyed by guests of all ages, many VMK players are between the ages of 8 and 14. So VMK needs to be a safe, non-threatening environment. The rules are very simple. Stick to them and everyone will have fun. Break them and you'll get yourself banned from the game. Aggressive. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. The rules are simple. Stick to them and everyone will have fun. Yeah. Break them and you're banned. You must not 
use any hacking, scripting, or editing program with the game, steal other players' credits or in-game belongings, describe sexual acts to other players, pester people who don't want to talk to you. (laughs) That's a tricky one. Um, (laughs) Swear or use sexually graphic or racist terms. Ask other players for their passwords, email addresses, telephone numbers, or other personal information. Type your password anywhere except the Disney registration and login pages or the contact us section. Give away, trade, or sell your VMK character. Oh. Break the law in the game or talk others into breaking it. (laughs) Mm. Uh, (laughs) Seems like a lot for a 13-year-old to read. Right. But it also seems kind of like um, quaint and naive. Mm -hmm. Right. Much like their you should list, which includes have fun. (laughs) <laughs> Hang out with your friends. Oh my god. Chat with new people and respect other people's views and beliefs. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. They said their piece. <laughs> Have, Akuna at it, folks. Have at it. Have at it. Um Akuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> But did you catch the age range that they cited? No, I missed it. What? 8 to 14. Oh, that's the entire age range? They said, while it is designed to be enjoyed by guests of all ages, many VMK players are between the ages of 8 and 14. Are you sure that's not a legal distinction of some sort? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know, but they're, I mean, they're stating this in their VMK values, 8 to 14. So, like, they're aware of that's who's there, and they're, like, acknowledging, like, that they're crafting their rules around trying to provide a safe environment for 8 to 14-year-olds. Right. Uh, but I would think if you have eight to 14 year olds running around a virtual world, like meeting each other and communicating, that's a lot to potentially moderate, mm-hmm. especially for a company like Disney that's not going to want any gray mm-hmm. area in there. Yeah. Risk averse. Right. Here is uh, Sam from Expedition Theme Park talking a little bit about how Disney supposedly managed that. It was open limited hours from 10am to 1am Eastern time to make sure it could be moderated and players could contact help at any time. Everything was logged and monitored and players could be reported. Conversations were limited to a predefined dictionary of acceptable words. Only these select words could be used by players. While it did keep things safe, it made conversing in the game difficult. This led to players working their way around such restrictions. For example, when trying to tell people their name, they would spell out the first letters of it using different words. Words could be submitted for approval to be added to the dictionary and over time it was loosened a little. The VMK values, however, had to be followed at all times. That's so weird. Is it? So, like, names weren't in the dictionary. So you couldn't say, like, my name's Ralph, but you could say, like, I am red uh, alligator lion falcon. You spell Ralph with an F? (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry. Pineapple hat. (laughs) Whatever, okay? I'm an 8 to 14 year old. Who can't spell his own name? I can't spell my own name. (laughs) I'm not even in high school yet. I like the idea that it was only open certain hours. Right? Much like a a real theme park. That is an interesting strategy for moderation. 
Was it uh, American-centered? What were the hours? It's at 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, there are all kinds of mini-games you could play in this. They would set up different, like, special activities and stuff. Um, and much like Habo Hotel, there are all kinds of items that you could get. With currency? Yes, and, like, and through other methods one one thing that was apparently like uh really sought after in the game were green slippers like green green flip-flops hmm. what mm-hmm. i saw this in comments of like videos of this when i was when i was looking on youtube like people would be like oh yeah like real ones remember the green flip-flops or whatever <laughs> And um, the original Crocs. No, these were like, yeah, these are like toe thongs. And in Pop History's story on this, they interviewed Roger Holtzberg, who was the VP and creative director of Parks and Resorts Online for Disney. And he said, I started feeling really guilty when I started seeing props from VMK selling on eBay. There was a mom who spent $300 to get her kid a pair of green flip-flops that were very rare. And I was like, oh my God, what have we done? <laughs> Wasn't that explicitly against the values? Yeah. Uh, I The value said you can't sell your character. Oh, oh right. Mm-hmm. But, but items. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> say anything about market. green flip-flops. <laughs> when they set up those values, they were like, no one's ever going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So Holtzberg said, I was like, oh my God, what have we done? Right? It was insane. There was an entire secondary business that we didn't think about. (laughs) So they had a lot of people working on this. And apparently it was only intended as a temporary promotion tied to Disneyland's 50th anniversary. That's a lot to set up for a temporary promotion. Yeah, but I think it was one of these, like, promotions where Disney's like, we're going all out. This is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, Disneyland just turned 50. Green light every special project. We're doing it all kind of Mm -hmm. situations. Apparently, it was only intended for, like, a year. But it kept going for years. It wasn't meant to be, like, this huge ongoing world with, like, secondary markets for items and all of that. Mm Mm-hmm. So reading from the Wikipedia page, it says, Virtual Magic Kingdom was closed by Disney on May 21st, 2008. Many fans asked Disney if VMK was going to reopen. This prompted Disney to post a message on the VMK homepage that the game was a promotion and was closed and that there were no plans, quote unquote, to reopen VMK in any form. Wow. So that's what Disney said publicly, supposedly. (laughs) But this guy, Jacob Starr, in his reporting that he did, revealed a slightly different story about what the actual internal conflict was with the game. Too much dating? (laughs) I mean, I think that was probably part of it. But reading from his piece here, it says, Ultimately, Virtual Magic Kingdom, the MMO lasted for three years, much longer than the one-year promotion it was meant to lead. It lasted long enough to face backlash from the teams behind Disney's other standalone MMOs, Toontown Online and 
Club Penguin. Wait, Toontown is another land in Disney World. Yeah, and there was this was like a, a game that they had already been working on and already had. And they were actually cross-promoting <laughs> it. There were like ads on the side of a Disney VMK for Toontown. Oh, what a crossover it could have been. Could have been, but it was a whole separate thing, you know, mm-hmm. along with Club Penguin, which they also had. Yeah. Uh, so he has this quote, again, from Roger Holtzberg, VP and creative director of Parks and Resorts Online. He says, the problem was it was cannibalizing the foreplay work that Disney Online was doing with Toontown. Sorry, wait. It was, the what work? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Can can we go back to oh, it? Oh, for play, like F O R dash play. Okay, F O R dash P L A Y. They were referring to this as foreplay work. I was like, am I the only one who heard that? <laughs> no, he says the problem was it was cannibalizing the f- the foreplay work that Disney Online was doing with Toontown. <laughs> that's a really funny visual Adam like yeah, um, you gotta hmm. stop you're cannibalizing my foreplay work that I'm doing on Toontown God. Um, he says it was cannibalizing it dramatically and Parks and Resorts was saying well tough shit <laughs> it's selling tickets to the theme parks and the theme parks make more money than Disney Online so there was this war going on between the what? company and, you know, different divisions of the company. And eventually we mm. scaled in, caved back down. And that's, that's according to Roger Holtzberg, why Disney VMK shut down. Huh. So anyway, all of that conflict was supposedly happening internally at Disney when they announced the game would be shutting down. But there was conflict outside of Disney, too. Like, literally outside of Disneyland. Like, protesting at the Parents protesting? Yes. There were protests. Oh, my God. And I actually found an article about this that was only available via the Wayback Machine on archive.org. Here, let me send it to you all. Fans protest end of virtual Disney site. Oh, they're protesting the end of it? Fans protest end of virtual Disney site in front of Disneyland. I thought it was going the other way. Oh, that is not what I expected. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be like angry religious parents who were like, you're corrupting our children. Oh, this is a twist. About a dozen people upset about the scheduled ending of Disney's virtual magickingdom.com protested Saturday morning in front of the Disneyland entrance. Oh, I mean, they spent a bunch of money, it says. And then, you know, the game disappears. And it's like, what did I spend this money on? Yeah. That's fair. Douglas, 35, of Trabuco Canyon, said he, his wife, and his two children, ages five and seven, have been using VK, VMK for about two years. They have spent about $1,500 on items, such as annual passes to Disneyland, and on promotions to earn in-game credits and items such as hats and pins. In a statement, Disney officials said the site's performance exceeded expectations, but the time had come to shut it down. Quote, we plan to offer free online promotions that will continue to engage our parks and resort guests in new and entertaining ways on the web. (laughs) Yeah, so they're just like, sorry, go to go.com and there'll be other stuff. Wait, is one of these comments from one of the protesters? Yes, so that's another interesting thing about this. There are like... Uh, th- I think 33 comments that were archived Preserved with in this. amber on archive.org. Yeah, and they're really interesting to go through. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's like an essay in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, most of them are like people just being like, get a life or whatever. But there's also some really interesting firsthand accounts 
Um, there's mm. one from someone named Pat. Do you see that one? Yeah, I was just reading that one. Okay, does, does someone want to read that? Do you want to read that? Some of these comments make me laugh. People commenting on a game they know nothing about. VMK is a nonviolent online game. The whole family could enjoy it. Living on the East Coast, it was a way for me to get the Disney magic whenever I wanted. Although it was a free game to play, I still chose to give people visiting Disney money to buy pins for me, or I went out and bought DVDs that I wouldn't have if it wasn't for the game. So this free game cost me about $250 for the one and a half years my family has been playing. I'm not complaining about that. It was my choice. We even sent emails saying that we would pay to play this game, but it doesn't look like they care. I will always remember the friends I made in this wonderful place. I wish more people had known about VMK. You would have enjoyed it. It was a great place to go after a rough day in the real world. Oh, by the way, in the winter here, when it was dark by five o'clock and cold out, it was a fun thing to do. My kids aren't allowed out after dark. And when it's too cold, they aren't going out either. So it was fun and safe way to be entertained. Now the word Disney no longer brings a smile to my face. Wow. Now the word Disney no longer brings a smile to my face, not just because we are closing VMK, but the fact that most of us didn't know it was only for the 50th celebration. They could have mentioned that. They kept telling us everything was okay. And <laughs> so sorry. They kept telling us everything was okay and VMK was going strong. It really saddens me that Disney would do this to my family and many other families. Yeah. Now the word Disney no longer brings a smile to my face. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. Like, this is actually doing damage to my brand as well. Now I'm reeled into this. Gotta make it about you. Sorry. Instead of Pat. So people rallied. People uh, made an attempt. Well, I mean, I think there was at least 12 people that showed up outside of Disneyland. So there there were some efforts to keep it alive. But ultimately, the site shut down. I think it was probably smart of Disney. Like, if they weren't fully committed to moderating it, there was a lot that could potentially go wrong, right? It's a lot more complicated than, like, just leaving the website up. Yeah, content moderation is expensive. Yeah, and in fact, several years later, the makers of Habo, who they collaborated with to make this game, started to get a lot of negative attention for things that were happening in their virtual world. So let me play you a little bit of this report from uh, Channel 4 in the UK. This is in 2012. It boasts over 250 million users in more than 150 countries. 300,000 of the youngsters who access it are here in Britain. Now Channel 4 News can reveal that the children's online gaming site Habbo Hotel is inhabited by paedophiles. It amounts, says one critic, to a children's brothel. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to play this whole thing. (laughs) You get the idea. There's also really interesting, if you dive, like, deep into, like, YouTube stuff about Habbo Hotel, there's, like, really interesting stories about, uh, like, large-scale hacking enterprises that were, like, organized in there. And then there's a lot of, like, really, like, weird things of, like, I don't know, like, 4chan taking over parts of Habbo and stuff. Like, there's a, there's a history of things like that. But Habbo was still online? Yeah, somehow they endured wow, all of that. Geez. They got on top of this moderation challenge. I don't know enough to say that for sure, but it's still around <laughs> today. Uh, but I, I would imagine, again, for a brand like Disney, uh, any of these issues that Habbo endured, yeah. mm-hmm. if those came up, it would have been a much bigger issue for Disney. Yep. 
I mean, currently, there's like right now, there are people protesting outside of Disney, uh, claiming that people who work at Disney are pedophiles, like not <laughs> based in any anything real. Uh, so I could only imagine if this kind of stuff was happening uh, in, in a Disney product that would only uh, add fuel. So again, on one hand, if they weren't committed to moderating it, probably for the better that they took it down. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's pretty tragic because online games like this are notoriously hard to preserve. You know, our caller asked, like, is this still around? What's the current state of it? And that's a tricky thing for, like, these multiplayer online games, like, what do you do once the plug is pulled on the servers and the game goes dark? How do you, how do you preserve that? There's actually a, a really great video series about this on Means TV called Preserving Worlds. I started watching it a bit. I definitely recommend it if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Great name. They cover a ton of different MMOs. You mentioned Second Life. That's in there. Uh, Mist, like ones like this that people know, and some obscure ones. And basically, like, the huge efforts that people have gone through to preserve them. Going back as far as a game for the Commodore 64 from the mid-80s called Habitat. Uh, so here's a little bit uh, from their episode about that. Habitat, the first ever graphical massively multiplayer online game, emerged on the Commodore 64 home microcomputer in 1986. Players could use humanoid avatars to explore an enormous 2D world and type to each other over a text chat. Because the game was the first of its kind, its developers tried a number of odd experiments that would never be repeated in the online games of today. The game shut down after only two years, but parts of it survived for a time in an offshoot game called Club Carib, as well as a spiritual successor of sorts called Worlds Away. In 2017, the Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment, also known as The Maid, partnered with a few of Habitat's original creators to bring the game back to life 30 years after its demise. It was completely unprecedented for a museum to revive an online game and make its servers publicly accessible. The Maid argued in front of U.S. copyright courts and were able to secure an exemption to the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, making projects like this far more viable going forward. Today, the revived Habitat, referred to as Neo Habitat, can be played in a web browser for free, and anyone can easily log on and socialize in this time capsule of the late 80s. Hmm. This show is great. I love this format. Yeah, they talk to people involved. They do, like, each episode is a different uh, game. So this is like a 22-minute episode or something like that. And like I said, they have episodes for a bunch of different online worlds and what people are doing to preserve them. There is, however, no episode about VMK. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's gone for good. Uh, here's another excerpt from that guy Jacob Starr's reporting. A few experienced fans of the original VMK started preserving client-side files from their browser caches. In 2012, this led an initial attempt to recreate the game. OVMK slash OpenVMK. The next year, a developer known as Amy who worked on a version of spiritual sibling Coke Studios. Um, Coke Studios was also, that was like another brand thing. Coke um, collaborated with Habo to make like a Coke, <laughs> a Coke virtual world. Um, 
So this person, Amy, apparently worked on that. Uh, it says, Amy was brought on board to build the new infrastructure. Despite being effectively the sole developer, she fell victim to a surprise toxic backlash and was purged overnight. I don't know what that wow, means. Wow, that sounds so dire. Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, surprise. surprise toxic backlash that I purged mean, overnight. Ooh. Yeah. She took her code and declared a new project, My VMK. This edition launched on September 27th, 2013 and has lasted to this day as no. the prime fan recreation of VMK 2.0. Huh. And this is a happy ending for Pat. Does it have all the same rules? Yeah, it's still up. <laughs> I don't what? know. I don't know. What? About it has the rules. like the same like dictionary and all that. I don't know about the dictionary specifically. So I did go on there and I did I Well, first I went in a room with other people just to see what that was like. But I was a little too shy to like <laughs> Oh my god. Did you learn any dirty words? Well, no, I was like, I don't want to, like, it, well, there weren't that many people in there. I was like, I don't want to, like, be the toxic force in this small community. <laughs> so I went to another room by myself with no one else in so that I could, like, I don't like try to say some bad words or something. And <laughs> so I did. I tried to say some bad words. Uh, and they would just show up as, like, uh, like pound signed uh, in the chat after I typed That's them. really funny. It is. So, like, F-U-C-K didn't work. Damn worked for some reason. <laughs> oh, so I tried spelling it different ways. I tried P-H-U-C-K. That didn't work. But then I tried P-H-U-U-C-K and that worked. Mm. Uh. And suddenly I found myself like, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why <laughs> the game eventually becomes like, <laughs> what creative ways can you come up with to like say and do Break naughty things? Because you're kind of not supposed to. Like that kind of almost fuels it a bit. Like I kind of started to get that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so this still exists. It's up. You can visit it. Can it, you link us please? Yeah. MyVMK.com. Okay. It no longer requires shockwave. Thank God. It runs it just in like, you know, modern web browsers. I think you can even access it on like a tablet or a mobile phone. Uh, Regina, I believe it was you asked about the dictionary. Mm -hmm. I don't know specifically. Uh, it does. It didn't seem that limited. I tried saying like a name and it let me use the name. So I don't mm -hmm. know if it has the dictionary rule thing going on. But it definitely has some sort of censorship. It has some sort of censorship. And I've watched captured walkthroughs of the old Disney VMK on YouTube. Like there are a few that were uploaded like 15 years ago, right before it closed. And from what I can tell, at least like visually and functionally, this seems like a very faithful recreation of the original. Like it's definitely using original assets. Um, it's, you know, a person who worked on a similar kind of like, it says spiritual sibling of the game uh, worked on it. How does Disney let this survive yeah. using their assets? This is nuts. Uh, I mean... It's like a fan recreation. I don't know. I don't well, know if there's like... I can make a fan recreation of The Lion King and get a, <laughs> a, a good yeah. old DMCA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they obviously, they removed every mention of the word Disney from it. No, they haven't. They say, uh, my VMK is a recreation of the classic Disney game, Virtual Magic Kingdom, better known as VMK. Yeah, I mean, this is the first resolve that comes up if you Google Disney VMK. <laughs> yeah, also the, the rules link doesn't work on this website. 
I don't know the answer to your question, but at least from my personal opinion, like this is a thing that should be allowed to exist. Like it's a fan recreation meant to preserve this thing. Yeah, and, uh, and that's how companies decide what to pursue. <laughs> well, no, of course they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I didn't dig into the the legal part of this. I mean, it's what. It's up. It's been up since 2013. <laughs> it's the first result if you Google Disney BMK. <laughs> Um, and there's lots of, I'm not like exposing it by talking about it here. Like yeah. if you, if you go on YouTube and wa- like, you'll find like, you know, like Twitch streamers who remember playing this game as a kid and then find this and like stream playing it are like reliving their, their childhood playing it. So it's, it's like out there. People know about it. Anyway, was this the Mandela effect or was it the man? It was the man. Yeah, it was definitely the man. Yeah, definitely the man. But it was brought back by the people. The fan. (gasps) Or uh, it seems like mostly one woman, as far as I can tell. Yeah, the fan. (laughs) It rhymes with man. Mandela the man or the fan? It was the fan. Our caller mentioned that her friend and her and his brother both had girlfriends in VMK. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem uncommon. I'm sure there was inappropriate situations happening. Uh, but I think there were also like some genuine, pure love connections. Uh, one comment I saw on YouTube was, my cousin and his long-term girlfriend traded emails over VMK while they were in middle school. They kept in touch over the years and eventually she moved out to California where they now live together as they both go to graduate school. Absolutely crazy and adorable story to come out of this game. Wow. Gotta say, that's the exception, you know? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but if you're listening out there and you're also the exception and, and, and you're sitting next to your spouse who you met in Disney's virtual Magic Kingdom, maybe head over to myvmk.com. You can relive the good old days. You can't tell me they're not there already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think you'll have to figure out a new way to get a new pair of green slippers. Under Understood is Billy Disney, Adrian Jeffries, John Lago and me, Regina DeLay. Ryan Manning is our editor. If you have a mystery that the internet can't answer, we want to hear about it. You can email us at hello at underunderstood.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 212-994-4882. If you want to find more episodes, transcripts, and information about the show, visit our website, underunderstood.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Also, we didn't have an ad break in this episode to plug our Patreon. So, you know, Mm. like maybe check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash underunderstood. Slash what? Underunderstood. What did I say? You swallowed the first under a little bit. Is it under under foreplay? I don't know. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 